0: Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs, a podcast, and today I'm joined by Discourse. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing just fine. Now, I wanted you on this podcast today because really wanted to talk about Batman Miniatures Game, um, but first I want to ask you, how did you get into Miniature Wargaming at all? What's your origin story?
1: Wow, yeah. So, I mean, I started at a pretty young age. Um, so, probably teenage years, you know, just before teenage years. And I got into, of course, Warhammer. I mean, okay. like everybody does, right? Like the sort <laughs> of, I mean, in my in my home town, there is a, a Games Workshop store and they always had the most beautiful miniatures, always all arrayed out in glass. I used to pass it as a child and look at it and always wonder what was inside. But, Whenever I got a little bit older, I was really into my PC gaming, and I bought Dawn of War. So I picked that up, and then that sort of introduced me to the world of Warhammer, and that was kind of the the first stage I needed. That was what I needed to get into miniatures completely. And I fell in love with Space Marines because I was still a child. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I, I got into Space Marines at first, and then I got involved in the hobby properly, and I got into Warhammer 40K, and then I went on to Sisters of Battle, and then... Uh, you know, Imperial Guard, because I began to mature, and so I went. I fell out of out of Space Marines. Then I got into Warhammer Fantasy, right? So I was still in sort of a Games Workshop sort of place. There, there wasn't a lot of sort of like hobby stores around me. It was all Games Workshop sort of oriented. And then from there, actually, I, I ended up getting into tabletop role playing. So I, I went from miniature wargaming into tabletop role playing with Dark Heresy, which is sort of like the uh, like the the role playing game for Warhammer. But then I sort of, I went into university and I kind of fell out of miniatures Wargaming. I just didn't have enough money for it, really, to be honest. I couldn't, I couldn't afford it anymore. It was either that or going out, you know, in the weekends and I chose, I chose the latter. So I fell out of that. I got really into my tabletop role-playing because it was a lot cheaper. All you needed was a pen and paper and a way you could go. But then, um... I sort of, I got a little bit older, you know, and I sort of started getting the itch again. I started thinking about, you know, all the miniatures kind of would go up and, and look at the the old boxes of Imperial Guard and sort of <laughs> start to start to want to get back into it. But by that stage, I sort of had kind of gotten a little bit bored with Warhammer, um, the, the kind of world I, by this time. I mean, this is about three or four years ago. Warhammer Fantasy was dead and I I always had loved that sort of setting. Age of Sigmar was out but it wasn't really quite the same for me Um, and 40k was okay but I wasn't super interested anymore. i kind of gotten over that setting a little bit. I wanted to try something new so I did obviously the next best thing. I got into Necromunda right because that's kind of like the best part of 40k in my opinion and also it's a skirmish based game so it doesn't require the same type of buy-in that maybe getting back into 40k because i was looking at the prices of some of those games workshop models. <laughs> i was like oh maybe maybe not for me <laughs> um so i got it i got into necromunda and that was really the sort of um the, the new one the
0: 2017
1: box. yeah yeah the new okay. one i'd never played the the original um i've heard a lot of fun stories about it but i got into the newest one with the uh dark uprising box or the one before the hive war box And uh, that was, I had a lot of fun with it. Basically, that completely reawakened me to to miniature gaming. Um, And now, since then, I got into Necromunda, and then I sort of started looking around, and I discovered Star Wars Legion as well. I've never been super interested in, in Star Wars, but I tried it out on Tabletop Simulator, really enjoyed the mechanics of it. I actually really liked the mechanics. I wasn't super in love with the theme. I was like, right, I'm starting to start Stormtroopers. Got into that, but that was sort of more like a, an army-based game again. And as the miniatures started to pile up, I was like, I need to I need to find something here that's not as expensive, you know? And then I discovered, and I didn't know that it existed, I discovered the Batman Miniatures game. And I didn't know that there was a Batman Miniatures game. And I, I am not like the biggest Batman fan in the world, but I adored the animated series in the 90s when I was growing up. Like that was a, a formative part of my childhood. And I found the Batman Miniatures game Fell in love with the sculpts from Night Models, just absolutely adored the style. I think this is probably around 2020 now at this stage when the new starter box for the third edition of the Batman miniatures game was coming out of the Back to Gotham box. And it came with this Batman crew and this Joker crew and the models, the sculpts and them were just absolutely beautiful. And obviously went to my friends. I was like, Did you know there's a Batman game? <laughs> Why did I not know about <laughs> this? I you know. Um, I absolutely adore Batman Animated Series. Um, so I bought that. And I tried to convince other people to get into it with me, but you know, everyone was like, eh, I've never heard of it before. You know, the reviews for it were sort of like a bit at that stage, third edition had only just come out. So there wasn't a lot of um, information about the game online. And that was the first thing I did, right? I went to YouTube, I was like, Batman Minter's game in review. And there was a couple of reviews, but it was really from someone who evidently had only sort of played a few games here and there or maybe wasn't sort of super invested in that system and i was like huh okay there's not a lot of information here um there's a couple of podcasts out there but i, I love youtube i i, I want to watch the content so that was cool I, I got into the game fell in love with the game the pandemic hit and <laughs> it models the sort of like the, the company the parent company of the Baba Majors game, they seem to be hit particularly hard, right? Like they're start started spin, So that was a pretty bad time for them. And uh, yeah, I just, I kept up with the game. I kept up with the system, felt absolutely in love with it. And 2021 rolled around and I was like, right, I need to, I mean, there was no more content. It seemed like the sort of numbers had dropped down a little bit. And then um, I was like, I need to start. Putting some stuff out there, start getting some information out to people because the amount of people that were coming on, you know, the Reddit or on Facebook, and they were like, "What is what is this game about?" Like, I don't know anything. Like, who can I play? Like, what what crews are there? You know, like what factions can I play? And I was like, "Right, I, I need the I need the help with this." And uh, yeah, that well, that, <laughs> I suppose. Long story short, that's where I started a miniatures, and that's where I am now. I suppose today. Well,
0: I think um, I remember in War Games Illustrated they were running full page ads night models was running full page ads of like you know third edition is coming and so brian who helps me with the podcast and the channel had always been pushing batman but he never pulled the trigger and i thought well a third edition starter box that seems to be the ideal time to get in and what it was scheduled for release in march 2020 and talk about like the worst timing in the world for that game to come out Of course, for me, it's like, well, let me sit back. I can buy the whole box. But then once the initial manufacturing run was done, Knight's Models was pretty much hamstrung at that point. So it wasn't until November that I got my box. And, you know, I've been looking around and I found Discourse Miniatures on YouTube, your channel there. And so I compared the old second edition box and the third edition box. And I think a lot of the confusion comes with the game of the conversion from first, second into third edition. Um, so let's start base right here. Um, if someone's out there and they're on a, like a store shelf and they see the second edition box, which is the more movie-based, you've got the, uh, the original third edition box and the new third edition box, which one do you think they should go with as like a new player into the game?
1: Well, as a new player, if you can get the, the big Third edition starter, the back the Gotham box that you reviewed on your channel. Um, I would say go for the third edition um, for both of those, uh, but I, I really don't think that that's available anymore. And there was a new smaller box then released this year in 2021, um, just last month, and it that has sort of a lot of content in it. It doesn't have as much as the older one, but it's a bit cheaper, right? It's cheaper to co- compensate for that. Um, Honestly, between the sort of Dark Knight Rises starter box for the second edition and the third edition back to Gotham box, it's no real contest. It's the third edition models. I'd really, really recommend that because it comes with the up-to-date rule book, right? And obviously, the rules are online. You can get them online. But personally, for myself, I prefer to have the, the physical book there that I can read and reference. It has updated card as well. So I think some of the confusion comes with the second edition models, all of them are totally playable. Like you can buy a second edition box and they're totally playable models. The only problems with them are is that you have to convert the movement. Just the movement's done differently. But all the, the, the other card? stats are fine. Yeah. Okay. So, for, so for example, on uh, one of the second edition cards, it might say movement two, right? Uh, whereas the third edition card will say movement eight. Well, on the third edition card, it's eight inches. But in the second edition card, it's 2 plus times 2 plus 4, I think, is the calculation, right? There's a little calculation you need to do to convert the movement over. So that's, that's confusing. Some of the traits have been errated as well in between second and third. So the language on those has changed as well. So that does mean that the second edition cards are a little bit less useful. But luckily, there is an app online that you can look up all of the characters and it will give you all of the updated stats, all the updated. Okay, trends. So the
0: app, so I can pull a second edition model. Like mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of boxes in the yeah. cabinet. And so the app has the cards. Cause I think that was always a big question that I couldn't help people out with was where's the updated card. Cause sometimes online they were hard to find or that particular model was updated, but you're saying the app that Knights models put out has all the updated info.
1: Well, as of right now, the app, that night model, so night models are producing their own in-house app for mobile phones. Um, they haven't released that yet though, as far oh, as we know, okay. it's it's being released soon, but there is a fan sort of maintained oh, okay. um, website that has all of the stats of all the models. It's got a compendium of all the traits. Literally, you just type in the character name into that, into that website and it will give you all the stats. It will list all the traits underneath it and what the traits do, and also the weapons and the traits for the weapons. So that was the first thing that I discovered that really helped me get into the game because first of all, I mean, when I first started, I didn't even know what the traits did, like, never mind going from second to third, I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know what anything meant. And, you know, you're picking up a model like Batman and he comes with like nine, 10 traits. You're sort of like the world's greatest detective. What does, what does that mean? You know? Um, so I look, you know, you look it up on that website, it'll give you absolutely everything that you need to know. Um, so uh, obviously the, the third edition cards will come with all the information on them as well handily, um, which I really like, right? As opposed to using like army books or anything like that, the way the yeah. you know, codex is, you buy the box, you get the the unit card and it tells you on the back of the card, everything that it does.
0: Now, I think watching your videos, the difference between the big third edition box and the second third edition box is they did change the rule book. Um, I think you made a comment. Now, not, sub, not in substance, but in layout and character. Um, how different are those two rule books? So if I show up the table with, you know, the original third edition rule book and someone shows up with the new rule book, are they going to be drastically different? Are we going to be arguing over stuff?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, the, the rule books, there's really, it's very minor differences. Um, and it's really not enough to sort of, I think, spark an argument mm. between the two. Um, I think the biggest problem would be if you arrived with the second edition rule book. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But um, no, because there's still a lot of boxes out there, right? Um, in, during second edition, they released these boxes of models called bat boxes, so the game itself is played at sort of what's known as, you know, the point system in the game for creating a, a crew or a, or a list of units that you're going to be bringing is a reputation. You know, every model costs a certain amount of reputation. And these bat boxes had 350 reputation, which is sort of the standard game size, you know. Um, so they've released a lot of second edition boxes that include enough models for that Faction to bring up to three three hundred fifty reputation. So there might be a being box comes with being bunch of being mercenaries. You buy that box, you've got everything you need to play a game, right? Like you've got an entire faction. Now you got you can go up against someone's Batman crew. You're ready to go, but that box comes with the second edition rulebook, like the the quick start guide for the second edition rules because it's second edition. Um, it was me during the second edition, so that's the only thing I think some new players might get a little bit confused by that. Ultimately. On the website, you can go to the download section of the Night Models website, and it'll have all the most recent, up to date. Uh, it'll have the most recent, up to date uh, rulebook. It'll have the most up to date uh, objective cards because every faction has uh, a deck of cards that they use to try and score to win the game. That's all been uploaded onto the website. So you just go on there, you'll see everything that's up to date. And I think it's more confusing at first, but once you sort of just quickly realize that actually. Um, all the models that you really can pick up right now are either completely supported, even in a competitive framework, um, or they might be very old models, but fans, uh, the community have created sort of third edition versions of all the character cards, including those really old, like first edition models that were like commissioner Loeb from the Arkham origins game, right? Like that, I think that was made in 2010 or something. There's a fan made card that just updates, brings all the traits across and, Changes the language to match the third edition version of the traits. So everything is playable um, at a casual table, and then most things are playable in a competitive setting.
0: Well, so I have a question. I saw your review on the cards box. Um, so I guess there's new cards, and this is actually like set one. So for me, when I look at it, it's like, could I, as a new player? So the idea of the channel is, you know, playing as many games for the least amount of money. So let's say I go on eBay. I get a bunch of second edition models from a guy who wants to get out of the game, and then I see this objective, this card box. So I get those second edition models, and these are cards that basically update a lot of the stuff there. So what? how would you describe that new um, card box?
1: So the objective card box, I suppose, in terms of the game itself, uh, every there's a Couple of different crews um they're the factions of the game but they're called crews in the parlance of the game mm-hmm. you know you've got your batman crew you've got your joker crew two-face etc right like the the rogues gallery league of assassins things like that and they all have a deck of cards and the deck of cards have victory points on them basically throughout the game you're trying to score as many cards in your deck as possible you know you're always drawing a hand of cards and you're trying to score these cards um, this means that the game is really asymmetrical because you know, the Joker player is trying to throw out Joker teeth and blow them up. He's trying to make sure that some of his expendable goons get killed. You know, he's trying to do a very specific type of thing. Whereas Batman, maybe, if, he, if you're playing with Batman, you're trying to acquire evidence. You're trying to you know, uh, gather what's known as suspect markers. You're trying to arrest enemy models. You're not trying to kill them. You're Batman. You're, you're trying to arrest them. You know, you're trying to take out the enemy boss. You're trying to take out the Joker specifically. So both all the different factions in the game, they all have different goals. They play completely isometrically. It's one of the things that really attracted me to the game, actually. Once I'd sort of gotten past the beautiful sculpts, I was like, wow, <laughs> the mechanics are brilliant. Uh, I'd never played a game like it, right? Like I'd always play games where the objectives are set up in a, in a rule book, and you have to go take and hold a position, or maybe like Star Wars Legion, where there's cards you know, that lay out the deployment and then specific objectives. I'd never played a game before where everyone was doing something completely different. So you've got this deck of cards. So that means if you've picked up a sort of a second edition box, you've bought second-hand models. You have the models, but you can't really play a game until you have this deck of cards in some way. So the objective card box set that comes with the objective cards for every single faction right now in the game, except for Mister Freeze, um, a fan favorite, Mister Freeze, um, but he just doesn't have a, a deck yet. But organized crime, Batman, Joker—they all, are, well. We'll get onto that in a second. Not Batman and Joker, but Organized Crime, uh, Birds of Prey, you know, almost all of the crews in the game, their deck of cards comes in that box set. So if you were to buy, you know, one of those old second edition bat, bat boxes, for example, with the 350 reputation crew, you can't really play the game until you get this deck of cards, but you buy that box of cards, you can play any crew.
0: Okay. All right. So that that settled something for me because the mechanics of the game, it balances off the reputation, but the second limiting factor is actually money. So Mm -hmm. like you can actually have this balance of where like, well, I'll add more reputation or I'll, you know, a swarm versus an elite force, but money comes in there to depending on how you equip them. The third variable are the, is your hand. So you actually have a hand of cards. Okay. So the, so that card box is just the hand. So I could buy second edition models, go to either the fan, or the uh, knights models get the cards to describe them but i'm lacking that hand of cards as i play the game so that's what that's for okay yeah. and yep. the main box has the batman and joker this box is just some of the other crews e- in the game
1: exactly so the the starter box that comes with sort of a not quite enough to sort of play a standard game but you've got enough to play a smaller game in terms of models you have a couple of cops and batman And then with the Joker crew, you have Harley Quinn and a couple of thugs with her and Deadshot. And then you have the Joker deck for the Joker crew and the Batman deck for the Batman crew. So the starter box contains everything you really need for the Batman and Joker. But then this sort of objective card deck box comes with the cards for everybody else, including a generic deck that you can kind of swap out some cards with, you know, uh, sort of like just like common cards that anybody can put into their deck if they want to. And everyone brings a deck of 20 cards um the the thing is as well i mean you can if you really want to be thrifty you don't have to buy that card box they're all online so you can get the pdfs of all the cards and just print them off yourself okay. Put them you know on on some old magic the gathering cards and some sleeves <laughs> and, and there you go right i mean you've got you've got the, the cards
0: so there there are a lot of games that have that off and so brian deals magic cards so mm-hmm. you know you take you print it off you take a land card
1: put it in a car
0: and you're good to go. It's like, there's plenty of land cards out there.
1: Oh yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So one of the things um, that I compared in the second edition box and the third edition box was the terrain. And I liked the third edition box terrain. Um, Now the Ferris wheel, that is a pain to store unless you (laughs) want everyone in your household to know that you have a Joker Ferris wheel because that thing is huge. (laughs) But up I, there. yeah, to <laughs> so have my table set up now, so it's it's actually downstairs. But one of the things I liked about the third edition box is it was just little tiny stands, um, and you so you could scatter them anywhere, infinite arrangement. The second edition box was two giant buildings, so it's like, well, mm-hmm. here's some giant buildings. But thinking about that, how much um, terrain do you actually need to play? So. I've gone on eBay. I've bought my crew. I've downloaded my cards. Um, what are the requirements for like a gaming space? Is this two by two, three by three? What's going on there? Uh,
1: it's a three by three table, uh, you know, sort of kitchen size. So it's thank three goodness. I already it. that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody does right, and that's yeah. skirmish games. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a sort of smaller game board. Um, it's skirmish sized. In terms of terrain, really, you don't need too much so there's a couple of things going on the first is is that cover in the game there is a cover base system uh but it's very very simplistic basically if any part of the base is covered at all then they're in cover so you don't need very much scatter terrain. you can you know if you remember that older box the third edition box with the back to gotham it came with a lot of little like yellow sort of barriers barricades yes yeah, yeah and and they're they're as good as you know Chest high cover, right? Like, the, as long as they cover a little bit of the, uh, the base, then you've got complete cover there. So, there, you don't need a lot of scattered terrain in terms of the larger pieces of terrain. I agree with you. The sort of Joker Ferris, uh, like fairground style terrain, was awesome because it was a lot of line of sight blockers, it really breaks up the sort of battlefield. But there is a utility in having the larger buildings because there is a bit of verticality involved in the game. Like, it plays very differently when you have a couple of buildings as opposed to none at all. And I like to mix it up, but definitely there are some models that benefit from having those larger sort of buildings. Um, Like Batman, you know, Batman, sort of Nightwing, those types of characters, the sort of masked vigilante-style characters, they tend to come with, like, bat, bat claws, right? And I think the, the Joker Ferris wheel is very tough The store. Um, it, 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 it's really hard to kind of find anywhere to put it. But I'll, I'll be honest, some of the funnest moments in the game that I've played have been with Deadshot on top of that Ferris wheel with a sniper well, rifle.
0: I noticed his base fit in there. So it only yeah. seemed to be said they put this in here so Deadshot could sit up high.
1: Yeah, yep. exactly. And he's got night vision goggles. So he can see through the nighttime oh. in Gotham. And that means it's really a cat and mouse game where he's trying to snipe Batman and Batman's trying to back club up there and, and take him out, right? So um, there, is, there is an element of verticality because Deadshot can sit up there and no one can really stop him except for maybe Batman or Gordon calling in a helicopter. But that that sort of that type of gameplay, it's, it's very much, it's very much a part of the heart and soul of the game is having this kind of urban environment to some extent. But that's it. I mean, ultimately, um, you can get away with very flat boards, and I've played plenty of games with very flat boards. It just it will sort of favor some some crews over others.
0: So I think something we should mention here is I didn't pick up on it until you mentioned one of your channels. There, every game is played at night, so it is like the animated series where like they only come out at night. There, so that's what makes Deadshot special is that range of firearms is very limited. Um, But Deadshot has night vision goggles unless you're near like a lamppost or something and that illuminates you. So a lot of the line of sight blocking there for firearms doesn't even really come into play because you're really limited on your range because everyone's running around in the dark so you don't fire off wildly. (laughs)
1: so it is and it is it (laughs) so the the thing about the nighttime so yes every game is played at nighttime because it's gotham city um and like i said it's like the animated series so it is always nighttime and what that means is that it's hard for the models to see far away now that said in theory they all have unlimited range on their guns you know it's not like warhammer where you can only shoot at a target a certain amount of inches away you can shoot at anyone on the board Right. You can fire it blindly into the night if you want. You're just going to take severe penalties to firing at someone that's further than 12 inches away from you. And like you mentioned, at the beginning, at the sort of pregame setup, you've got some lamppost markers and you've got some sewer markers. You're going to put those down. And if someone's standing beside a lamppost, everyone on the board can see them. They're lit up, right? Because they're standing underneath a lamppost. So if they're if there's an enemy member, uh, an enemy crew, and they have guns, they're going to shoot at you. Right. Um So, in that sense, yeah, line of sight blockers are important to sort of prevent those aspects of it. Um, Every model can see basically 12 inches around themselves. So, if you're within 12 inches, they can open fire on you. Like it's, you know, like they can see you. There's no issues, Um, unless you're Batman, but that's Batman, right? He's special. Uh, (laughs) He's got stealth. Um, So, yeah, so line of sight blockers are important. Uh, Stand up on buildings are important as well, because you can drop, you can fall, right? You can fall to your death. You can be punched and fall off a building. Um, kind of like Necromunda a little bit in that sense, right? With the verticality really yeah. does matter and you can sort of fall. Batman has a bat cape, of course, so he can drop and he doesn't take any damage at all because he's Batman. There's there's a lot of rules in the game that are basically circumvented for by Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Deadshot comes with night vision, which means that he can see anyone on the board. Like he's not limited by the night rule. He just shoots at people. Um, In that way, I I really view him as a sort of like a cop killer. You know, there's police officers going forward. He's just going to start picking them off one by one unless Batman can get at him, Um, which is a really cool, I think a very thematic element to the game. You know, it's very much a theme forward game, but it has a lot of really strong mechanics as well for that, for being such a kind of niche skirmish game. Um, They really work and interact with each other very well in terms of the systems. Well, I have to
0: admit, um, when I was looking at Batman, so in the house we have Marvel Crisis Protocol, mm-hmm. and what I've noticed to capture the Marvel universe, you need magic and lasers and regular weapons, um, and that actually brings a lot of complexity to the game because you have to try to, I don't know, try to, I don't know, realistically capture is the right word for magic here. But how that interacts on the board, but Batman, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of magic in the storyline, but it's actually supposed to be more realistic, like, hey, there's guns and fists and swords. And so that really streamlines a lot of Mm -hmm. what the game has to capture to get that Gotham feel into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it very much plays like a sort of a street level game. So you have, you know, you've got thugs, right? The starter box comes with Batman and a couple of cops and then a couple of thugs with clown masks and shotguns and and baseball bats. You know, like that's the sort of that is the level of play. There's no um, there's no Superman involved. There's no real magic right now. My second edition did have magic rules. It had also as well the flash. So you had speedster rules. Um, uh, First edition, the second edition was sort of that period of time I mentioned at the beginning where I wasn't involved in miniatures. So I haven't played either of those. I got in with third edition and third edition has not had the uh, speedster or magic rules included yet. Um, So there are a few models out there uh, like Raven in the Teen Titans who just don't have rules for those right now. But... Uh, To be honest, I don't think that the game is lacking much for that. I actually think that there's a lot of stuff going on already with the card system, with the traits that you really don't need magic right now. I think that's probably coming down the line, but I think it's probably a bit far off in the future. And it's that element that really drew me to it because Night Models do a DC Universe game as well. That's more akin, I think, to Marvel Crisis Protocol where you've got Superman in the Justice League versus, you know, sort of like Lex Luthor in his mech suits. Um, and there was for a while, I know a little bit of um, multi, they were called multiverse models where you could play them in the DC universe and the Batman game. So you could play Lex Luthor, bring him into the Batman game, you know, on the streets of Gotham, and then bring him to Metropolis and fight Superman, you know, in that.